everybody. Welcome to Therapy Dog Talk. My name is Sherry. My dog's name is Sunny and we're training to be an animal assisted counseling team. If you've been wondering how to get started as a therapy dog team, I have put together a free guide for you. You can find it at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. Check it out. Let me know what you think and I'd love to see if I can help you any further. So I am going to just get today's guests on here. Hello. Hi Sherry. For those that don't know you, would you like to introduce yourself and your pup? Lucy is a Labradoodle and she is three years old. She turned three this past March. My name is Sochi and we're a therapy dog team and we are based in California right now. We're in Southern California and we're really grateful to be on your show and can't wait to get started. I'm excited to learn more about you all. How did you you discover the role of therapy dogs? I've been in the field of social services and social work slash mental health for uh, about the past 18 years. And, you know, I've primarily been in schools and I have seen therapy dogs work with several school counselors and or school site staff as part of their interventions. So mostly non-public schools that have students that have some type of disability or maybe there's a emotional disturbance or something that would have them placed at a different type of school site. So I've seen therapy dogs used in that capacity and got really interested in it and did my research and made the decision to do that myself. That's awesome. So when you got Lucy, were you planning for her to be a therapy dog? Yeah, that was my plan. I researched, you know, different breeds and a lot of Schools are very hesitant because of allergens. So I wanted to find a hypoallergenic type of fur. And that's, you know, why I wanted to go with a doodle with the poodle being mostly her hair type and their temperaments and they're very intelligent. Just knowing a lot about their breed, I felt like a doodle would be a really good fit. That's great. So then once you found her, what types of things did you take into account when you were talking to breeders and looking for her? You know, most people will say dogs find you. You don't <laughs> necessarily go and find your dog. So I feel like Lucy found me. Her name was Lucy. We didn't change it. You know, I think that she was just a, a perfect fit, not only for my family, but also for the work of doing therapy and, you know, animal assisted activities or and therapy. She's been really great, just a natural. That's great. How did you know that she would enjoy that work? I didn't. <laughs> you know, you never know, especially if you get them as a puppy and not as a rescue where uh, maybe they're older or adopted. You just never know. What I did do, though, I did find a private trainer who came to my home, and she also gave me her impressions, having worked with dogs, her personality type, her demeanor, just sort of how she would be. And she felt she'd be really good for dog therapy and working with kids and working with multiple people so that was a really good sign right away that's great spirits papa wants to know what do you think lucy loves best about being a therapy dog one of the signs of a natural therapy dog i find is that there's just a curiosity a natural curiosity for wanting to be around other people and i sometimes joke and say she's kind of human in a way almost like she feels like she wants to know what people are saying she wants to insert herself and little crowds or conversations with people. She's very happy to be around people. She doesn't necessarily always need to be just attached to me or attached to other dogs. She seeks out other people. And I feel like she does also tend to go to people who 
I feel like there's an emotional need already there or there's some sort of illness or disability. I feel like she does seek those particular people out and her demeanor changes. She becomes very soft, very gentle, and she does become quite a good therapy dog just naturally in the moment. I'm always impressed by her. She impresses me so much with just how gentle and natural her abilities are. And yeah, I think that's why she likes it. Answering that question, I think it's just basically her being very natural. Yeah, so it sounds like she really knows when she's needed and she's happy to be there and do what yes. she can. How long have you two been a therapy dog team? <laughs> so she came to me in 2019. She became official in 2021. We, okay. we got her certificate, I believe it was April or May of 2021. And so again, still COVID was a big part of our journey. Yeah, and kind of still is, you know, there's still a lot of fears about just people to people interaction. But then when you add a, you know, a, a canine, some people are still a little bit nervous yeah. about having strangers in their facility or people from the outside coming into volunteer. Yeah, for sure. What surprised you the most in your training journey to therapy dog team? I think her and I, Lucy and myself, because we spend so much time together, we do so much socialization all the time just mm -hmm. all the time socializing in public and in new places and I try to bring her wherever I'm at as just ongoing socialization outside of volunteering I think that it's a really neat connection that's different mm -hmm. than having say a pet that you just have and you keep mostly you know in the home environment because she's with me so much, I feel like we have a different kind of a bond. You know, she does have a brother. I have another dog named Spirit, and he's a wonderful dog. He's nine. He's not a certified therapy dog, so he's not coming with me to places to volunteer. He's not going out as much for that social time. But I think the bond with her is a little different. I love them both, but she just, you know, she's with me a lot more. And it's just a nice bond. Yeah. That's really great. Zephyrus One wants to know where you and Lucy visit together. At the moment, we're volunteering with the local school district. We have a couple of Fridays coming up for, specifically for finals, coming up for high school age students. Okay. So they've asked us to come and just visit classrooms, basically to come and kind of help bring calming presence for the students. They'll pet her, you know, they'll interact with her. And, you know, that'll be coming up for us, mostly for the finals weeks. And then as far as the summertime, my plan is to open up a private practice of my own. My goal is to do more animal-assisted therapy, where she's an integral part of my actual therapeutic interventions with children and with adults so okay. I'm getting very close I'm hoping around you know end of July I'll be in full swing doing that as well on top of the volunteering so interesting enough if you do integrate your canine into your work it's a different experience I did it before and we first started she went with me to work it's really neat it's a really fun experience and I think there's a lot of impact because you know she's with me a whole work day you know you do have to get separate insurance for that outside of your therapy dog organization but it's doable if you and if your audience is interested in that yeah i know alliance of therapy dogs offers a different insurance if you're working with your animal in a professional setting and the association of animal assisted intervention professionals also offers a group rate for that insurance and also i've learned some of the therapists 
licensed insurance providers like CPH and some of the others will also cover you if you talk to them and just see if you have that coverage. Have you done any additional training to learn how to work with her in practice? As a licensed clinical social worker, I have to do CEUs, which are mm -hmm. annual credits towards my license. And so I've taken several CEUs that mm -hmm. are offered. Yeah, so I've done yeah. specifically those. There are obviously people who are more seasoned than me doing animal-assisted therapy. So I've learned a lot through those trainings yeah. and just learning about how they integrate it on a day-to-day. -day. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I know there's some really helpful ones out there. For those who aren't familiar with the phrase CEU, it's for continuing education units. I have those as well as an MFT. So yes, they're they're helpful. I just you know you have to make sure you get them done every two years. I just graduated, so I'll know that struggle eventually. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll soon. <laughs> Indeed. So what do you enjoy the most about being a therapy dog team? I think the funnest part is obviously being with Lucy, but also mm -hmm. seeing the reaction I get from kids, adults, whoever we're in the moment with. It becomes like the world is fast around us, but then it slows down just like this little bubble yeah. with Lucy and whoever she's interacting with. Just kind of seems like time is slowing down or like pausing in a way because um, there's just like a really neat kind of connection happening when she's on a visit. So that's what I like is just seeing the reaction from the kids and from the people we're working with. That's great. What advice do you have for someone who's interested in becoming a therapy dog team? What I would say is it is a wonderful contribution to society and to the community that you might live in, especially if you're doing this volunteering, not necessarily part of your job. So you're doing this out of the grace of your heart because, you know, you are traveling to a location and you are putting your time. It's a beautiful thing to use the relationship you have with your canines to help others even if you're doing it within your job as well. I think that canines bring so much of a different healing and support to others that it's something that even as me, I, I mentioned, I've been in mental health, social services for 18 years. The impact that I have, I feel is not as great as like a short amount of time that a child would spend with Lucy. There's just a different effect that I think yeah. that a canine can bring. Yeah, you so, can definitely reach them on another level in some cases. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say just go for it. You know, don't let obstacles get in your way. If you have financial difficulties with getting to your goal for whatever reason, you know, a lot of the organizations do provide scholarships. I know Alliance of Therapy Dogs provide scholarships. So don't let those kinds of barriers get in your way. Yeah. Is that who you're registered through? Alliance of Therapy Dogs? Yeah. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you want to share while you're here? I guess the only thing I want to share is it's Mental Health Month. Yeah, it is. So <laughs> Lucy is wearing her mental health bandana and her bow. So cute. Yeah, we make bandanas too with positive messaging through a small online shop called Pooch Positive. I think that as far as doing dog therapy, as long as Lucy is healthy and happy doing it, yeah. we're going to keep doing it. You know, if there comes a time where I'm finding she's getting tired or burnt out, we're going to readjust. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have a great bond and she's able to tell you when enough is enough. Yes, I, I hope so. I hope that will be the case always. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was really great to get to know you and Lucy. Thank you so much. Let me try and she's like over here. Hi, friend. Sit. Good girl. Touch. 
you know, several commands. We just try to keep her commands, you know, pretty fresh so we can use them when we're out and about. Yeah. So that's another helpful tool is just, you know, kind of doing a lot of practicing and some command work. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes it's good if you trained through a group program to go back to it every once in a while too, just so that they can remember their manners around other people and dogs. Yes. I've seen people do that at our school. Even after they pass CGC, they'll like show back up in Obedience 3 here or there just to brush up. Yeah, I plan to do that too when I have more time after, you know, June to do a lot more of that retraining and maybe, maybe possibly agility training for her just so she has mm -hmm. some other skills. Yeah, agility training is so helpful, especially, I don't know if you do any play therapy, which is what I'm really interested in getting into. But... I'm not certified, no. Okay. I do well, use it, but I'm not a certified play therapist. Yeah, I'm not either, but I'm, I want to work towards it. But one of the interventions that I read about, I can't remember where, I think it may have been in Dr. Hartwig's book, which I'm reading right now, Canine Assisted Interventions, <laughs> wherever it was, talked about putting post-it notes of like the child's fears on an agility tunnel and then having the dog run through the tunnel, have the child coach the dog to run through the tunnel and then talk about how the dog was able to face the tunnel of fears and talk through ways that they can work on tackling their tunnel of fears too. So it's really cool how dogs can work together like that. You know, that's really neat. And that's, you know, also too, why I like using, you know, Lucy in therapy, because just similar to play therapy, sometimes you can use it with kids that are not so verbal or mm -hmm. trauma and things that may have yeah. taken, you know, a lot of their connection between their voice and their cognition. So mm -hmm. I feel like having a dog present in therapy, especially with kids that have, you know, some type of trauma that may have, again, impacted their ability to connect through talk therapy. I think that's very powerful. Yeah, definitely. Another place where I was reading some stories of how dogs have been helpful in therapy is the book Playful Approaches to Serious Problems. It combines like narrative therapy, play therapy, and talks about dogs a lot too. They just happen to come up a lot in there, even though it's not the focus of the book. Uh, Zephyrus wants to know if there's anything special that you had to do for hospital work. Yes. <laughs> I'm currently not doing any hospital work. I did start off. I went through the training. They shut down because of COVID for over two months. So yes, every hospital will have their own volunteer office and you'll have a set of requirements to get through their volunteer program and then training requirements. You know, it is intense, but it's because I think, you know, you're working in a hospital setting. There's a lot of factors involved, like the child's health or the adult health. Also, too, what was hard for me is just the hours that they had available yeah. was a little bit difficult to work around. But I think hospital work with dogs is very effective. And I think it's a really helpful thing if you if you are looking into hospitals to you know, really pursue whatever that may be their requirements. Awesome. I think a lot of them work with specific organizations too. So if there's like one that you're really interested in, you'll want to find out if they work with someone specific. Yeah. Great. I don't see any more questions. Is there anything else from that you have? Nope. That's it for me. Thank you so much, Sherry. All right. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.